Hi, and welcome to Math and Musings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math and Musings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math and Musings. Today's date is Friday, August 8th, 2023. This is Season 3, Episode 31 of our show. This is always where I insert something about the numbers. It's that the numbers 8423, that's today's date. It's like, it's almost, it's almost an interesting number. If it were 8432, if you switched around the last numbers, well, then you'd have all powers of two. You'd have two cubed, two squared, and two to the fifth power, which is interesting in itself because if you multiplied two cubed times two squared, you'd get two to the fifth. Anyway. It's the last two numbers are reversed. It's kind of like the dyslexic version of that particular phenomenon. And I use the word uh, dyslexic not as an insult, but uh, but as a scientist. I mean, it's it's what I do for a living, uh, teaching through challenging conditions, uh, whatever they may be. Subject of teaching and teachers will come up again later. Yet yeah, more on that later. As uh, I share with you, first, a a little bit of my uh, educational philosophy. As I say, the format today will be the same as the format for last week. It's what I do at my regular job, too. Yeah, The musings follows the same format as the math, what I do at school every day. I mean, I follow the same format. It's not the exact same set list every day, but the template is exactly the same. And it's it's like there's, there's the bell ringer question which is up on the board it's probably going to end with like a cheesy dad joke or cheesy math teacher joke on both um then there's the warm-up questions then there's like either the new topic or an activity and then there's a game a playlist it's going to end with some kind of exit ticket activity or uh questions to answer at the end and it's i do the same thing every day and i just insert the new thing into each of those slots and you can read the literature about like people in the education business. There's a little inside baseball for you. That um, well, some people think that's like the, the stupidest thing you can do. Like, oh, don't make it just the same every day. And then there's there's other articles that say like, no, you, you should do it this way because it you know it keeps you organized, it keeps your students organized as far as knowing what to expect, and like are kind of in a routine and a rhythm every day. Those are the articles I choose to read and follow because well. It's how I like to do it anyway. It's my way to justify it, using the same format. On that subject, same format as last week's episode, which is first, talk about football. Second, talk about a recently deceased musician. If you haven't heard last week's yet, go ahead and hear hear last week's. Actually, hear any of the original episodes. Beautiful thing about the podcast. You can listen to them all anytime you want. So, First on football, specifically my local team, that would be the Washington Commanders. I mentioned last week that their training camp had begun. Yeah, football season already. Summer training camp happening right down the street from me. Like seriously, the Commanders, I almost said the other word, Commanders training facility is like a a mile from my house. And uh, of course I'm going to go if they're going to open these things to the public. And... um, it was, uh, you had to, you had to, uh, I don't want to say buy tickets. You had to register, like you have a ticket. It didn't cost anything. Um, I remember 
the team by that former name ran into trouble a few years ago where it's like they were charging people to get in where they weren't they were, were more worried about the money than worried about like people taking pictures and videos and stuff and they had scouts and coaches from other teams coming in like pretending to be fans and like stealing their plays and such they they were regulating the uh, the photos and videos but if you were there in person as i was you got to see uh, got to see some cool things now the, the thing that people have asked me if i've mentioned that i was going is like oh did you see kevin durant and it's like yeah i know kevin durant was there he was there the same day i was we were watching the same thing but do you think kevin durant is just going to be standing out on the field with everybody else um no he was in like the vip section i was not a vip i was just standing there in the hot sun this was it's nine o'clock in the morning it's already about 100 degrees and 110 percent humidity it was uh, it was rough out there um KD had some uh, air-conditioned office that he was watching the thing from, and some other people too. The, I will say the, the training facility is huge. It's like a college size of a college campus, or really it's like a, a military installation as far as like the security you have to go through to get into this thing. We were bussed in on, on shuttle buses. And uh, it was, there was, of course, a VIP section. Um, it's, where, you know, it's where the cool people were. There were several different buildings. You, you can't see any of this from the highway. You can see the bubble. I thought it was going to be inside the bubble. It would have been a lot nicer. Um, that's about 10% of it. And I'll say it was, like, it was hot. Like There were people struggling. There were fans who were in need of medical attention. Uh, medical staff was busy. But as, as far as I know, like every, everyone was okay. Like You'd see the medical staff like attending to someone, and then a person would be okay. Uh, my son and I took the... Uh, strategy of well you get there early and then you see what you need to see and then you know uh, then you can leave early you know seek shade and those big blowing uh, cool zone fans wherever you can and then uh, yeah you you can leave early no one's no one's making you stay uh, so got to see it though and that was cool and uh, of course I'm excited about the season oh I should mention because this goes back to last week and I said like oh yeah but for two years ago when they won the division with a losing record that the football team, my local NFL team, won only one division championship. That's not true. I realized this after. They also won a division crown in 2015. I'd forgotten that one. But still, last 10 seasons, two playoff appearances. I mean, almost half the teams make the playoffs now and they go two for 10. I mean, uh, that's that's a little bit less than half. That's your math lesson for today. So, speaking of teaching, and this is all a long-winded way to introduce the sad part of today's program. It's sad in a way, but um, pleasant to think of the following. So, the day after I saw that one of my musical heroes, Tony Bennett, had passed away at the age of 96, you know, it's one of those, you know it's coming, I saw that another of my musical heroes and uh, you know most heroes live close to home this person i actually knew he was my elementary school and middle school music teacher his name was conrad ross and i saw that he still lived in binghamton and had passed away the day after tony bennett died or i found out the day after i found out tony bennett died that mr ross had passed away and he was 88 years old and it's one of those you see that you know one of your former teachers oh by the way don't ever say 
Oh, he's one of my old teachers. Say former teacher. He's one of my former teachers. We're talking 30 years ago here. That he was still around and lived a presumably happy retirement until the age of 88. Like, oh, that, that's going to make me feel good. Like, I aspire, right? And so it's sad in a way. It's sad anytime someone passes away. But this is, okay, guy made 88 years old. And according to his uh, paid obituary in the Press of Sun Bulletin, uh, was still playing music. He played the trumpet. He was playing music and teaching and writing about music, all the things I like to do also, uh, until his 80s. Like, good for him. Again, I aspire. Now, I say his paid obituary in the Press and Sun, there is also a my tribute if you head to MikeOConnellJr.com. That one I did free of charge because I thought Mr. Ross deserves some ink um, and uh, mentioned as, as a great uh, instructor and uh, inspiration of minds. Let's face it, I learned a lot more about music from Mr. Ross than I did from Mr. Bennett, who I never actually met in real life, but uh, Mr. Ross I got to see every day for, if you can believe it, like five years in a row. That's the thing about a music teacher. It's that it's not just you have him in one grade and, then, and that's it. He was the music teacher at two different schools that I went to. Uh, more on that later. I ended up having him as a teacher for five years in a row. Now, I meet Mr. Ross in the fall of 1991. I was starting fourth grade at Thomas Jefferson Elementary School in Binghamton. And Mr. Ross is the orchestra teacher. Now, I didn't realize, and it was like years later that I realized that, oh, he's not even really nominally an orchestra teacher. Like, I see him playing the viola. He's teaching me to play the cello. His main instrument is trumpet. And he had been the band teacher and still was a band teacher for like 30 years prior to this. And uh, because of, this is so weird to say because I live in an area that's like growing in population now. We can't build the schools fast enough. In Binghamton, they're, they're always talking about closing schools down and, you know, less money, fewer students, lower enrollment. It's that th- there wasn't enough students for him at one school to, to qualify him for a full-time position there. He had to do like a part-time gig at another school. And, oh, by the way, you're also teaching strings, not band, uh, like wind instruments, brass. So (laughs) that this never occurred to me. And, like, I never found out until years later. Like, well, that's a a testament to his character, his good nature, and what I call in my tribute an old-school sense of purpose. It's like he, you know, he works for the company. If the company needs him to teach a kid to play the cello, he's going to teach a kid to play the cello. And and say on, on the site that, like, I've, look, I'm on the other side of the business now, and I've seen teachers with far less seniority throw a fit at the thought of having to change assignments, especially at that point in their career. And it's, as far as I know, Mr. Ross took it in stride. And, of course, I end up being a, a direct beneficiary of his teaching at two schools because I was a student at both of them. I have him as my cello teacher in fourth and fifth grade in elementary school, and then I go to middle school, and he's the band teacher at West Middle School. And uh, interestingly enough, not only did I see him, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, it was like I saw him in the summers too. So he was my, let's see, this, it's exactly 30 years ago. Summer of 1993 is when he started teaching me clarinet. He was uh, leading a summer school music program at the school. And it, not only did it give us a chance to work together more and uh, like I liked playing clarinet 
And uh, 30 years later, well, I don't play the clarinet anymore, but I'm still a, still a musician and enjoy it as a hobby. And lo and behold, now I'm the summer school teacher. And I'm, I'm not teaching my uh, original subject either. I'm like, I, I went to school to, to be, you know, the, <laughs> the social studies teacher or the history teacher. I'm like, well, I teach math now. It's like, well, it wasn't my first choice, but nah, I couldn't imagine anything else now. And then uh, loving it so much that I do it in the summer as well. And uh, I'll be cheered about, the, about, about this one, that my sense of fashion and Mr. Ross's sense of fashion, like both both of us are stuck in like the 1950s on that one. And like, I sort of, I am Mr. Ross. And like, I, I wear the label with pride. It's the same thing I'd say like, oh yeah, I, I turned into my dad. Like, okay, well, all of us do. And like, I was worried about that for a long time. Now I'm not. Now I, I wear that label with pride. And, uh, and I still am playing music. I still am uh, doing the, the thing that, that I love, which was uh, playing music. You know, they don't call it working music. They call it playing music. And uh, sort of playing the part as uh, when I knew Mr. Oz, he was, he was later on in his career. He retired shortly after I left. My last year might have been his last year also. And, uh, you know, he kind of reminded me of like your musical grandfather or, or a little bit like, and I mean this, uh, in the nicest way possible, a little bit like a Mr. Rogers. You know, I'm a big fan of Mr. Rogers. Like I grew up with Mr. Rogers, and now I'd call Mr. Ross the musical Mr. Rogers. But hey, Mr. Rogers was a pretty good musician in his own right. It's like, well, if Mr. Rogers played the trumpet, he would have been Mr. Ross. And um, I end with the cliche about like, you know, they they don't make them like they used to. Like a, a teacher, like Mr. Ross or thinking of Mr. Rogers or my grandfather or my own dad. Like those those are the men that I aspire to be. Not just that we're all in the same profession, but just as a man and as a person and how one conducts his life. And I ran into Mr. Ross a few times over the years and always the same kindly expression he had at school. And um, there's no other way to say it other than um, my best to his family and those who knew him, and I, I do my best every day to, to emulate uh, his activities and the way he lived his life, and I was proud to have him as a musical and uh, personal inspiration. I hope you have enjoyed today's program of Math and Musings. For more math and more musings, well, you can head to MikeOConnellJr.com.